Welcome to the Afterwatch with Lavar and Phil. Welcome back to another episode of Afterwatch. I'm Lavar and I'm Phil. Today we're going to talk about a very controversial movie, Star Wars: The Last Jedi. We've been uh, waiting to, to talk about this. There's been so much conversation about this movie, super controversial. And I think finally that I can talk about it without being, just, just, without raging out completely. You are a better man than I. Okay. <laughs> this movie came out uh, 2017 uh, in December. So it's been a few months since it's been out at the time of this recording. Um, like Phil said, you know, things have kind of settled down, I think, for the yeah, most part. Yeah, th- I think so. Online, everywhere, everyone's losing their minds over it. But since then, uh, we have Black Panther and Last Jedi and um, Infinity War came out. Right, which right. I think really distracted people from their their issues and their opinions on Last Jedi. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of commentary. And I think it's appropriate for us to at least get our voices out there about it. May not be going to be saying anything that's particularly different from what's been said before, but um, I think a take needs to be like I think you can't talk about movies and not talk about Star Wars. Yes, I think like eventually you have to come across Star Wars at one point or the sure. other, especially this movie. <laughs> I, I don't I don't think we can negate talking about this, even though I believe that it will fade into non-existence eventually. Oh, okay, let's just get into it then. Okay, okay. All right, so as people... Mo- this is pure spoilers, by the way. Yeah. Uh, at this point, you've probably seen it or heard about the movie. Yeah. Uh, Phil, give us your initial takes on Last Jedi. My general impressions. Okay, so... Well, no, first what I thought about it was um, when I first watched it, I was entertained by a very flawed movie. And it's a movie that the more that I think about, the more I do not like it like like i said i i feel i can be somewhat objective in my conversation about it whereas before i could not talk about this movie i thought like you know what i'm done watching movies after i watched it and i was like no i'll just write my own stuff afterward and and the sheen of of the filmmaking experience was kind of just taken away from me a little bit in which now i feel a little bit more at peace that you know yeah we can we can talk about this like i said before um yeah, it's controversial. I personally didn't like the movie. Like it, it's it's a weird, is a weird sensation. Is like I was entertained by some of it, but the more that I thought about it and more I thought about what it was trying to do, I kind of really disliked the movie. Like even though if I say I talk with people about it and I was like, yeah, no, there's some good moments in it. I thought this was okay, and like, but my friends were saying, Phil, you you're talking about this movie like you really really hate it. And yeah, I, I, I dislike the movie. That's not, that's how I'll, I'll leave it right now. We'll get into more details. What do you think about the movie? I hated the movie within the first <laughs> twenty minutes. Um, I it was a cold Wednesday night, and I decided to go watch the movie after speaking to you. Um, and I and I went, and I, initially I was looking forward to watching it. And I sat in the theater by myself, and I paid my money, and I watched it, and literally, literally. Within about twenty minutes, I looked at my watch. Um, and I, I don't like this movie. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't like this movie. Yeah, and then it got worse from there. And since that day, every conversation I have about that movie ends up with me yelling. <laughs> 
and with high blood pressure because I read. <laughs> right. I've never seen a movie that I've disliked so much. Other movies I've disliked, but I was like, eh, whatever. This movie, and I'm not going to say I'm the biggest Star Wars fan. I enjoy Star right, Wars. Right, right. I enjoy the TV shows. I've seen all the movies. I've, uh, we, we both listen to the audio books. Yeah. So I'm a, I'm a, I think I'm, I'm more than a casual fan. Right. But I'm not a super fan. Right. I'm not going to the, the Star Wars conventions. Right, 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 right. I enjoy Star Wars. I like it. I've read some of the comic books. So I'm in it. But yeah, this movie, for some reason, hit me in a way that no other movies have really touched me. Right, right, right. It's it's really weird. Like it's, you know, maybe it's like, it's entertainment for the wrong reasons. Because you're supposed to be like with entertainment, you're supposed to be engaged, you know, in some way, shape or form. You know, and like you usually say, but they usually say about art, like, okay, well, it's better for them to to hate it than to not think anything about it. You know, and it, you know, and sure. and I think with Last Jedi, like, it was entertaining, but in a lot of the wrong ways. Okay, so this is this is where I would disagree with you. Okay, um, are there <laughs> moments in which I was entertained in the movie? Yeah, both three times. Okay, maybe four. Okay. Uh, for the right reasons. Okay. All right. And then I had a almost uh, a very negative reaction, a particular negative reaction to two. See, they did a lot. You're scandalized. Pretty much, I don't like the movie, but there's two particular scenes in which I thought, what? And another one was like, that's just inc- the most stupidest thing I've saw in my life in a movie. Right. Uh, which is near the end. And again, we won't get into spoilers. But. But yeah, so I, I didn't like the movie, and the more I think about it, the less I like it. And the criticism I have, I think they're legit criticism, to be honest with you. Right. Um, but I remember when talking to you about the movie, you'd say things that you said you didn't hate it, but at the same time, you're describing the movie in terms of which you didn't really like it. I extreme. <laughs> I, I, I described it in a way of extreme dislike. Yeah. Basically, you yeah. know. But but I come to realize that visually, mm-hmm. the movie does look good. So right, right. I'll start with some positives. Okay. Right, it looks good. The CGI special effects, I ha- I didn't have a problem with it. To be honest with you, for the most part, I think they look actually wonderful. Yeah. Um, there is that one scene that everyone talks about that I think that ten seconds of silence. Yeah, the Holt maneuver. The Holt maneuver. <laughs> the maneuver uh, midway through the movie somewhere where one starship uh, crashes into another starship and destroys it, and it's a beautiful scene. So wonderful that it's absolutely wasted in this movie. Yeah, my my jaw absolutely. my 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 jaw dropped when I when I was watching. I was like, oh wow! Like my jaw dropped literally. Like I haven't had that experience in a movie yeah. before where my jaw dropped and I was like, what am I watching? This is, looks amazing. It was so beautiful. The the silence, the visuals of it, even. But what takes it away? What what undercuts it? What kind of distorts this beauty? Is things leading up to that being a necessity? Right, right, the right. The context of it. Right, right, right. If you just watch, it's like you know what? It reminds me. Start this last year reminded me of uh, Batman vs Superman. Right. In that you take sections of it, it's good. Right. You put them all together, it's trash. Yeah. See, no, and that's how I describe. I would describe like this movie. It's 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 a series a, of paintings on a wall. Well, no, it's it's <laughs> it's a Marvel version of a Star Wars movie. Yes. You know, like so, there are good parts in like it's the worst type of Marvel film yes yes i i I think that they're part like a good film is about the whole you know good parts are pieced together and makes a whole movie that's like a great experience this movie had good parts in it that didn't fit well together i kind of want to get back to what we liked about the movie because we didn't we um 
So the it direct- looks pretty. That's about yeah, it for me. Okay. Well, I have some more. Oh, go so, ahead, please. Well, we, we didn't give some details. You know, obviously, you know, directors Ryan Johnson, Daisy yes. Ridley's in it, John Boyega. Um, who else? Is Mark Hamill, Mark Hamill, Oscar Isaacs, Andy Serkis. It's an all-star and cast. Fisher, yeah, the cast is is still a cast. Everyone from um, Force, Force Awakens, Awakens shows up, right? Um, so let's, let's talk about what's what's good. Okay, let's, let's, okay. let's go. Okay, right. I'm gonna I'm gonna I made I made a legitimate effort to try to think through what I liked about this movie. See, I and, was I was clouded by everything that I hated. <laughs> Okay, so let's say let's just take it here. Uh, first okay. thing that Lavar said um, that the movie aesthetically looks good. It, it fits within all the other Star Wars movies. I like the world of Star Wars in general. Honestly, this one looked better than the rest. Yeah, it looked great. There's only two sequences that I didn't like about it. Like in it, um, hopefully you've seen the movie already. The throne room sequence. Okay. I didn't like the set for that movie. It was just really plain and. It's just, it's just, it it didn't match the aesthetic of the movie. It okay. was too, is a little bit too like stylized and iconic for like just a sheer red background with the throne there and guy standing around. Something about that I just felt did not suit the idea of of Star Wars, okay. of this kind of like, um, techno future kind of not um very tactile environment. I felt it was just too stylish and okay. I just like too um graphic. Something about it just took me out when I was like, okay. why is this the set for this movie? And second, Canto Bite, which is extremely uh, prequely, which is the casino planet that Finn and Rose go to travel to. You know what? I hated you those know what I two. Find interesting. You stated that you want to start off with things you liked and immediately went to the No, no, but like. <laughs> But okay, that's what about this movie is. No, no, no. But you overall, can't e- we can't even stay under things that are good. Okay, it'll lose something that's completely bad. Okay, so overall, overall, the aesthetic, like I said, the sum of the it, like a good movie is the sum of its parts. So overall, the movie looked looked good, looked better than most. But there are those two two okay. sequences that I thought were really bad. All right, okay, all right, cool. My second thing, standout performances. I thought there, there's. One standout performance, yes. which I think was Kylo Ren, Adam Driver. Yes, yeah, Adam Driver's yeah. character, Kylo Ren. I thought that was a great. Um, I, th- yeah. I thought he did a, a fantastic job. He actually in the movie actually had a story arc throughout the movie. He well, no, he had an arc and then it got taken away by the movie. We'll get that into that into yeah. what we didn't yeah, like yeah, about yeah. the movie. But Kylo Ren had he was the best thing in this movie. Um, their standout sequences. I liked how. Um, if you watch the movie, the sequences where um, Ray and Kylo Ren had like kind of like that force connection, and they kept bringing it back to those conversations between the two of them, I thought that was a great directing choice. You know, it's mm-hmm. not it's not the greatest story element, but like it's a good directing choice to add and conflict into the movie to have two people on two sides of the galaxy yeah. being able to connect and and play off each other but yeah. and, and that showed the proper contrast of good person bad person them interacting and showing the conflict between them i thought that was a smart choice in in general okay right another thing i like that is trying think trying different things i'll i'll put that with a caveat i think it undercuts those different things it tries to do but at least it's trying to branch out from what's been done before. I, I no, I wouldn't say that's a good thing. I can say that I can appreciate the attempt, and then I'm done. That's all. That's all the good things okay. I can say about this so, movie. Let's so go into right right off the bat. I, 
Are we gonna talk about bad things now? No, no. I'm gonna give my good things. <laughs> but you said your one good thing. Like you just say it looked well, kind of pretty. General General Akbar is in Admiral Akbar rather is in the movie. I like Admiral Akbar. He's one of my Star Wars favorite favorite characters. Yeah. Um. Until they killed him. Um. And then uh, I liked uh, I liked actually at the beginning the battles the, the battle scene in the beginning near the beginning. Right. Well, a particular moment I should say. So there's a big ship. I can't remember what the big ship was called. But Dreadnought? I think the Dreadnought. Yeah, the Dreadnought. It's a huge ship uh, commanded by another general of some sort um, that was working on the side of uh, the, the First Order. Yes. And I like that captain. I like that ship. And that's all about the beginning of the movie that I liked. I liked right. how he commanded the ship. I liked how the ship looked. Um, and that was that's... That's it. Beyond well, the the battle looked good, even though the battle wasn't in itself very logical or right. well planned out. But it looked good, right? But the issue that I think people who are listening will see now is that we can't stay in anything that is good for long because it leads right into something that's negative <laughs> or unseemly. It just doesn't. It doesn't fit. Yeah, there's good ideas in the movie. I right. have no problem saying there's good ideas. The exam, the good themes that they're trying to examine in the movie. Right, it doesn't fit in this movie. Right, it doesn't fit in this movie. So, so you want to get into negatives? Let's get into let's let's okay. let's go, let's 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 go for it. Okay, okay. What's your what's your main negative? My list is long, so go. What's your negative? Okay, well, I think the term has been being thrown around like in a lot of the conversation that you know Ryan Johnson is a genius because he's trying to subvert expectations. Did he say genius? Well, like that's a smart thing he's trying to do to subvert expectations. Sure. Subversion, like sure. going against what the audience would typically expect or desire from a star wars movie and um i think even one person said is he trying to like even troll the audience in yeah. a sense right yeah um so a part of the thing i don't like about this movie is that a lot of things were were undercut like everything was built up from force awakens yeah. like with uh ray bringing the lightsaber to to luke or whatever and and on the mountain okay, and let's, let's, let's okay let's do that let's start from the beginning and go through the whole movie <laughs> no let's just do it okay so Start with the humor. Yeah. Can humor was the first thing that popped up to him at the beginning of the movie. Yes. So Oscar Isaac is communicating with General Hux. Yeah. Uh, Hux is part of the First Order. People who watch the movie already know this. Um, and it's it the problem with the humor is that it was very modern humor. Right. It took me out of the out of the the the, the culture and the nature of Star Wars. Right, right, right. Right. And then I went back and mean watched the original three Star Wars episode what, four, five, and six, I think it is. Right. And I was I was purposely examining the humor there. Right. And I'm thinking, okay, is it the same? Because the humor there, it, it was it was general enough that it could be modern or there, right? But with with Oscar Isaac's performance and in um, Last Jedi, the humor just seemed very out of place, right? And went on longer than it, it's like it's like that friend you have that has a joke, right? And runs that joke, yeah, and runs that joke, runs it into and, the ground, and, and doesn't like he repeats it. Did he get it? 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 Get it? I thought, okay, yeah, it wasn't funny the first time. Yeah, if it was funny, you killed it by extending it longer than you should have. Right, so, right, right. The humor for me was one of the issues that took me out of the movie immediately. Well, and and I think the the it was misplaced use of humor. Yes. where it didn't that really, too. it didn't add to the story. It undercut moments, like like Going my example, to, like exactly. my example with like with um, Ray and and Luke. Like the point of the that sequence of her coming to him, she spent all this time trying to find somebody who will help her to learn the Force. You know, Luke Skywalker is not about the Force anymore, and that scene could have been played a different way to show like his ambivalence towards the Force and and show like man, there's a big difference between these two characters. But um, Ryan Johnson, and for the sake of humor, 
throws uh, Luke Skywalker throws his lightsaber over his shoulder and walks uh, away. And walks away. Something that's really important to Luke Skywalker. It's something that he's he didn't destroy. He put away someplace, you know. And and I think just it devalues the lightsaber. It devalues. It devalues the story. The whole, the whole thing Everything that of, happened in Force Awakens, right? Doesn't it, matter. It gets to, to that point in Force Awakens. They have this long three sixty shot showing that man, this is this pinnacle moment, and it is completely undercut by that little second of humor, and and takes away all the tension, all the all the the build up from the first pre, the previous movie, and even what the relationship is going to be now, and for for the sake of a, of 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 a slapstick gag, yeah. It was, it was, but they did that more than once. Can you even look times. at look at uh, Finn, John Boyega's yeah. character? He was unconscious uh, at the end of Force Awakens. Yeah, he wakes up in a some kind of bubble bag full of well, water. He, um, what's it called? Back to then back to tank, but um, some kind of t- in the yeah. hospital. He right, woke up right. in the hospital. He's walking around half naked, trying to figure out where he is, what's going on. Finds out Ray's missing, so he tries to go and find her. But all that was played for comedy. Yeah, like you completely. I get John Boyega was funny in the first film, right? But there were moments of humor and moments of seriousness. Right. The humor started to draw away more and more of the seriousness came to the forefront of his right. character and what he was trying to accomplish. Right. Here, the reverse happens. And that's my other major issue with the movie is that all the characters that were set up in Force Awakens, right. the personalities and such, were set up. Right. And then they became parodies of themselves in this movie. Right. And characterizations of themselves in the first movie. So Oscar Isaac, yeah, was kind of quick, quick-witted and... and and um, um, Kung Ho couple personality overdone this movie right John Boyega was kind of clumsy in the first one trying to figure his way around right even more so in this movie right Ray still lost and confused yeah in this movie like it's just a, it's a waste of characters like especially nobody Finn nobody grows yeah no, nobody and, and I think that is the, the biggest indictment against this film is that nobody grows nobody truly learns a lesson and there's no real like with the movie, you want to see where the person will. They start off in a certain place. You want to see them in a different place. Yes. Or if they end up in the same place, you show how bad that is that they're in the same place. That didn't happen. But that didn't happen in this movie. Yeah. Especially with Finn, I feel that he's been he completely. Died. No, no, he shouldn't have died. He should have been in a coma the whole movie and should have just woke. And and that okay, would have yeah, no. You're right. Th- that would have been a better use of the movie. Uh, use of him in the movie just to have him in a coma you know that's an objective array like oh man this guy got his back sliced up yeah and he's in a, a he's in critical condition and you know i need to get back to him and because that's been set up from the first movie yeah you know and, and that's completely they set up a new love interest for finn with rose right hands down a character that i have no love for right and mind you it is a movie, and right. I know that she had to. I think she had to disconnect her Twitter account, the actress, yeah, because people were just hating on her. Right, right, right. Like people they can't discern between movies and real life, and and, this, and that's why I kind of don't like Star Wars fans too too much because I'm just like, no, there's bigger things to talk about. Like it's yeah, than, it's, it's a yeah, movie. You know, right. we don't like the movie, fine, but right. you don't take it out on the actress. Right. Actress, right? You know, but she, it's for Ryan Johnson. But you know, you look at <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, but her character alone shows up, and she doesn't play any, her and her sister because she has a sister in the movie at yes. the beginning of the movie, right? And he's my other issue I have with the movie with the battle. So Rose's sister, I can't remember her character's name. It doesn't matter because she dies within like thirty seconds, anyways. Right? There's a bombing. Uh, there's a bombing run happening. So they're gonna drop. They're gonna drop bombs in space. Well, listen, okay. to, listen to a sentence. They're gonna drop bombs in space. They're but gonna drop. It's a space no, hold, fantasy. Hold on, hold on. It's, it's a space hold fantasy. On, hold on a minute, though, please. Okay, please. 
the idea of dropping anything will have you think there's some level of gravity yeah, around I, in I, outer I know. space. And these bombs drop in a straight line down on top of one of the ships. No, okay, fine. You're right. Space fantasy, science it, fiction. It's science so maybe fiction. some kind of gravity. There's magnets or whatever. Okay, cool. You know, yeah. I'll, I'll let that lie. Fine. What I will not let lie is the fact that she opens the bomb doors. This lady falls down a couple of stories in the ship on her back. Yeah. But the, the mechanism or the trigger to release these bombs is on like the first level or whatever. Yeah. So instead of getting back up, climbing the ladder to get it, she decides to spend a good amount of time kicking her ladder but to, I like- shake, to shake the trigger off of this top level to fall conveniently into her hand. Okay. I, I, I like that sequence. It just doesn't make any sense. I didn't mind that. But because, see, that comes down to another thing in terms of, like, say, like the plot of the movie. Like, one, like, one big thing, like the major conceit of the movie is that um, the Rebel Alliance, they're on their last throws. They're being chased by by the First Order. Yeah, and basically, it's just a slow form chase, you know, through space because they can keep up a little bit faster than them as long as they keep enough gas in in their in their in their space tanks. It's so comically bad. Yeah, it's it's a re- it's a really bad device. It makes the it's, movie very boring. You have two ships, a big ship that. Was it why? Why couldn't it move faster again? The pursuing ship—I can't remember. I don't know. And the rebel is trying to get away, but it can't go any fast. No, if they if they warp out of there, yeah, the big ship can follow them wherever they go. Right. So the plan is that to go at a very slow pace. No, that's not the plan. I, I, no, no, at, at a particular distance. Yes. Because at the distance there are from the, the pursuing ship, right? Uh, it can't use their. Well, they have they have weaponry. impulse and then warps. You know, like in 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 warp speed, right? So, like it, basic it, basically at impulse. The the rebel ships are a little bit faster because they're smaller than the big ship, so they can keep out of range of the larger ship flying at impulse. So basically, um, since they can drive fifty miles an hour, you know that that well, may say okay, a hundred miles an hour or whatever miles or Mach whatever, uh, they can beat this ship that's bigger that travels at. 80 miles an hour basically and that's half the movie that's half the movie and and it's the worst story convention ever the slow form change and especially when they undercut it with the reality that it's three rebel ships right that's being pursued right why not go in three different directions yeah and it, it doesn't why, why they don't because holdo the holdo things her, her holdo. name is the yeah. leader of the other rebels yes has a plan that she didn't tell anybody by the way right to get to some planet that's nearby right Okay, it's a plan, but it's a dumb plan. You have three ships under your command. You're going three different directions. Right. Well, it's just... it's just. But not on, top, on top of that, you pointed out earlier that the pursuing ship, the, the First Order ship, they have smaller ships, like right. T-wings or X-wings or something. Right, right, right. Why not send them over? They, they did that before. And, but it, it's... So what happened? It's just, it's just bad writing. This, this is just... It's just a bad... It's bad plotting out of a story. On top of that, Finn and Rose takes off, have a side adventure, right. and comes back yeah. to the same place being pursued by a longer yeah. ship. It's just it's just a mess of it's just a mess of a movie. Because even the thing is, because the conceit was is that they can only go to warp speed one more time, you know, with the gas that they have. And if but they do they'll be followed. But then then they'll be followed. But the thing is though, there's never been that kind of concept of gas. You know, like of of like, okay, using Ever. enough gas to fly like there's there's that concept is not Really, they don't talk about there. fuel that often. It's, like yeah. it's a very convenient device, much like when uh, they're attacked and Princess Leia gets blown out into outer space. 
Okay. Into the cold darkness. Now we're getting to the crazy stuff. Of space. And Princess Leia, who is the sister of Luke Skywalker, who has Force abilities. Yeah. But we've never seen her exhibit them on this level before in in a way of, of being able to form kind of shield to fly back to the ship like Mary Poppins. And and be okay. Yeah, I, I, that was that was like there are a lot of scandalous parts in this movie. And for the record, I don't mind seeing new force abilities. I don't have an issue with that. Yeah. It, my issue is that we've never have an explanation or a sense that Princess Leia can do something on this level. Right. The most we've ever seen her do is, is, is telepathically or, or empathically feel the presence of of Luke Skywalker. Well, that could have even worked. It's just another problem is that they don't set up stuff like set yeah, up stuff for force abilities they yeah. don't they don't set up that stuff that okay even she has an inkling of force abilities or even before she gets blown up like you know she shields herself in the force before she gets blown up to to kind of justify oh use this the thing force being there. to prevent them from being blown up you yeah. know say use she has this ability oh okay okay let me let's say we'll, no, we'll give a benefit of doubt maybe it was reactionary maybe yeah. she didn't know she could do that no it, it's like it goes back to the point it's, it's just set up like and and that's the thing i'm finding ryan johnson is like this movie is not good at it does not set up things in such a way that it makes it believable for the audience you know in script writing you show the gun you know and then later on they shoot the gun yeah, right yeah if you put something in a movie there should be some sort of lead up to know that this thing is the case. Even if it's just a small thing where like Leia um, is coming into the, into the, the room, but she just naturally like flicks something over to herself. Like they do at the end of the movie with the little kid yeah. flicking the broom to yeah, himself yeah. at the end. Even if you know that, like, Oh, she has force abilities. They intimate that, you know? And then when she's blown out, you see this grand display, even though it is unbelievable because you never like, She's blown out into the vacuum of space. And she's out there for a good minute before she does anything. Before she does anything. You know, and, and that's that's like kind of like my grievance a lot of times. Even with the use of the force, it felt more like magic than being something mystical. Like, is this thing going to really work? Oh, it does. It comes through. But it's treated like magic tricks in I, a sense. I, I just, you know, coming out of, out of, thi- out of thin air. And, and it's just not good stuff visual storytelling you're right i find it's just a lot of wasted moments like you said uh when rose and finn went to cantobite yeah cantobite some uh gambling planet yeah to find a code breaker that will help them hack into the uh first order's pursuing ship yeah to do something or another right and i found that to be a pointless empty journey yeah it, it's just it's bad it's, it, it's they went there they, they they didn't find the guy they wanted to find somebody else mm-hmm. who happened to be able to be a good cold breaker as well right even though they're looking for the one person that could possibly do it the one person and all the whatever to, to solve the, all the problems and you couldn't find them but they found a good substitute who ended up betraying them anyways yeah and that led them to have for for uh, Finn and uh, Captain Phasma from the first movie to have a rematch right which meant nothing because Phasma again possibly died and got defeated by Finn who's never held a lightsaber before right but now who's an expert combatant in yeah. all forms can, can I just say that when I was watching this movie I was going through it and then I was I, I just in my own head I remember saying to myself he doesn't know what he's doing yes he doesn't he, he doesn't he's literally know fumbling yeah from the first movie to the second he, literally he's fumbling through life no 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 no, no. I'm talking about Ryan Johnson oh I'm sorry <laughs> I'm talking, about, I'm, I'm talking about Ryan Johnson <laughs> and just saying that initially, because when I see the journey that these characters are going on, where he's sending them, what the plot is of the movie, them trying to escape the Empire by the slowest nonsensical means possible, 
you know, I realized midway through the movie that Ryan Johnson doesn't know what he's doing. I think, and and and, and I don't know how people can defend this movie and say that this is is this is a smart like like there is there's some objectivity to watching films and how they're actually made you know and in proper storytelling you know there is some like, objectivity but, but that's the thing the frustrating thing about it is that he has themes in the movie at least one or two themes in the movie that are interesting things to explore right and what what are those themes um like? i think off the top of my head like letting go of the past right Letting things go. And right. uh, Kylo Ren pretty much says it. Yo, let go of the past. Forget this, about it. Burn it if you must. Right. Right. You know, so he's t- saying this to Ray because Ray's waiting for her parents to show up and her parents represent the past. Right. And in a way, I understand why people have the criticism of, of Ryan, of, uh, towards Ryan Johnson, um, indicating that he may be trolling the fans or telling the fans, forget about the past. Right. Forget about the first episode. Forget about uh, the prequels. Forget about all of it. Right. We're, we're treading forward in new ways while at the same time they go on to make Han Solo right. a story right 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 look well, at, well, at, at a young Han Solo so they're contradicting themselves as a company they're contradicting themselves but within well, the context of the movie um, again the theme is a good un, un, it's a good theme to explore right about the value of the past and how it leads into the future and, and debating the future and what have you but everything around it fails to support the theme or to right. properly analyze and examine that theme right yeah because like it's everything in this movie is is leading to this to this controversial you know um fight between ray like well ray being captured by Kylo ren and brought to, to emperor uh snoke Nook. right um and it went in like the most controversial well not controversial but like the most surprising moment in the movie is when you know Kylo ren kills kills snoke instead of killing ray and that they actually band together, where it seemed like it would fit in with the theme as they the patchwork getting to that point. Like, okay, let's band together, let's burn the past. You know, we're both um, young uh, and y- well, not even just young, but we're both like benefactors of this past, yes. and this past is not really benefiting it hasn't us. Served us, yeah, yeah, it hasn't served us. It's causing more problems. Well, that's actually that's very good. That's very good because Luke Skywalker, um, pretty much abandons and rejects both of them, right. He rejects Kylo Ren. He rejects Ray. Yeah, and so that would have been good. Yeah, if they did it well. If they if they did it well, and if they stuck with it, because yeah. by the by the end of the movie, they they basically do a one eighty and bring everything back to what it was before. They still need to set up a rebellion. Ray is the only Jedi who can lift more rocks and um <laughs> who can li- who can lift more rocks than before, and and. Basically, it's just they're just a smaller group of people still wanting to start a rebellion because that's where they that's where they there's ended. About, there's about twenty people left in this rebellion. Yeah, but the there's thing no is, so, <laughs> but the thing is, that's where they started off. Because and, and I think your question was, what 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 are they rebelling against? Right. Yeah. What are they rebelling against? And there's no indication that the first order is that bad. Like, but hey, they through a few plans in the first movie. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, but the thing is, so like any sort of conversation about like larger, grander themes, you have to kind of really show me why I should care. So yeah. if they talk about like a nation or they talk about uh, um, um, fighting against oppression, this, that, and the other, okay, they have to show why this is actually important because I'm there to see the characters and see them on their journey. Yes. This movie, I would say, failed on showing the main three, you know, Kylo, Kylo, Finn, and Rey. They're, they're the, I would consider them, they're the main three, sure. right? In showing their journey and becoming different like different characters and more 
heightened characters. I think they fail in all counts. Finn was a waste in this movie. Well, it started with Kylo. Kylo I think Kylo was successful in showing him um, move upward and achieve more of what he wanted. He got rid of Snoke. He became head of the, of the First Order. But, see, but I think that's a problem, though. Cause I it's, think, it's a problem, but I'm not saying that at least he moved. Yes, he, 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 he did move. Forward. But I think his becoming like the head of everything is, is, is a misstep because... He wants to burn the past and wants to do something different. But then he becomes basically Snoke Jr. again. Becomes, no, he becomes the big bad not again. Not necessarily because he can direct the whole forces towards where he wants to go now. But he did. He, he, he no longer subject himself under Snoke's rule. He, he went after the rebellion. Like, he should be done with going after the rebellion. He went after the rebellion again. Because yeah. that's, what, that's what Snoke wants to do. That's what they've been doing this whole time. And then now he's like, okay, burn the past. Well, Let's forget think, all the past. Well, I think that's part of him burning, destroying the past. I Maybe mean, rebellion represents rebellion being led by Leia, who's I, I, who's been who's been the head of the rebellion for almost thirty years yes, now. Yes, I don't think that's cl- I don't think that's clear enough. I think that no, just a lot of things movie's not that clear. But yeah. <laughs> but I do think I think that's, I, that argument could be made in terms of Ray. You're right. She went from moving a few rocks to a lot more rocks. Right. And for Finn, I'm hurt for Finn. Like I'm legitimately hurt for Finn because okay. Finn does nothing of value and the one thing that he's able to do that has value in this movie that is actually significant is stopped and prevented by Rose okay a random love interest who shows up literally out of nowhere Finn is about to save his people he's going to sacrifice his life in a grand act in a grand act and this woman comes out of nowhere and prevents him with hands down the stupidest line in the whole movie, in all of cinema. Uh, she says, silly, you don't, oh, I can't remember it now. You don't stop, you don't, you don't, you don't, um, sorry, you don't kill what you hate, you save what you love. Something along those lines. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't, yeah, it didn't make does, any sense. Doesn't make because by killing like, what I, he hated, he would have saved what he loved. But did he, did he really kill, like, he's, 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 like, Finn was, like, their last stand on this this planet that they escaped to, they have to stop this door breaker, like this this kind of this battering ram that's going to open up this uh, open up the uh, these doors these doors that will lead them to the rebellion, right? Rebels. And he and he's going to fly into it to sacrifice himself, you know, for you know the rebellion, his friends, his friends. But it's just, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. I like the I like the line. I like I the line. I, I like the line. I don't like the way it was delivered. No, I don't no, like I like I like, I like the line, but it just didn't fit the situation because it wasn't like he was killing what he was hating. He was going to fly into a batting ram to kind of destroy it so they yeah. wouldn't be able to get in. And that would have been that that would have given him meaning. That was like, okay, you know, he's he's gone, he's dead, but at least he had something to do in this movie that had meaning because right. nothing else had meaning. Yeah, nothing else had meaning that right. he did. It's unfortunate. A half hour worth of story meant nothing yeah it that was a a big misstep and just a lot and, of just and political like to, posturing exactly even go back to again just looking at a few characters randomly captain phasma didn't didn't do much in the first movie did less in this movie she reminded me of uh professor rex from the original because <laughs> in every movie professor rex is either kidnapped unconscious or dead yeah he doesn't do anything in the movie and same thing with phasma snoke doesn't do anything in this movie luke skywalker what he did was disturbing in this movie. Yeah. He went around drinking blue milk from sea animals and yeah. this a good 15 minutes of and, film and walking a, and, around. And, and, and I think a lot of people who are older fans, like Luke Skywalker wasn't Luke Skywalker. He was a possible child murderer, you know, um, <laughs> because... Um, 
He attempted to kill his nephew. He attempted to kill his nephew, and that was a startling revelation. But, but, but he, the, the problem with that is this. I don't mind Luke Skywalker being different. He's, right. It's been 30 years. I don't right. have a problem with that. Yeah. It's how different he is and how he got there. Yeah. He attempted to kill his nephew, Kylo Ren. Yeah. Because he saw a, a glimpse of, of Snoke's influence in him, a bit of a dark side in him. Right. The same man who spent three movies trying to save his father from the dark side, yeah. Darth Vader, who'd been part of the dark side for at least by that point, a good 30 years, mm-hmm. saw hope in saving his father. Right. There's still goodness inside of him. Yes. I, I said that's a quote. There's, There's still go- goodness inside, inside of, of you, him. father. Right. But with his nephew, who's a youth, yeah. he sees a glimmer of dark side. He says, no, this guy got to die. Right, right, right. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. It, it's, it, yeah it's, it's, it, it's, it's not consistent. It doesn't, doesn't yeah. make sense. Right. So and that's, those are the little things that add up to become big things that... Right. Makes me not like this movie. Yeah. So maybe this is some final thoughts on on this movie. Yeah. It's a bad movie. Hopefully, we're, hopefully we weren't all over the place. But I I think with this I think like a good movies the parts make up a good whole. You can't have good parts in a movie that lead to like a mediocre like movie experience. I think this relates to like a larger problem with films that they may look great, but the stories are severely lacking. So it's just kind of you're eating cotton candy you eat a little bit and, and it may taste good but if you eat a whole e- heap you get sick yeah and, th- and i think that was my feeling with this movie that there may have been glimmers of things that could have been interesting within this movie and i think people who think this movie is good they, they're latching onto those good things but when you consider the whole like truly consider can truly consider the whole and the movie being about characters and where they're going you know this movie it, it this, lacks in that. It, it completely lacks in that, and and I I echo those sentiments. I think there there was a path in a way that it could have went that would have worked that would have still subverted expectations, right? Um, but they didn't choose that path. Uh, I I think you have a lot of great actors in this movie who were unfortunately in a movie that didn't reflect their ability to really convey what should have been conveyed as performers. Right. Um, I think the characters, as you stated, started at one place, went back to the same place. No one really grew except for Kylo Ren. Yeah. Story arcs didn't work. Um, ideas in it didn't pan out the way it should have. The themes weren't properly explored or examined. The humor didn't fit in this movie. Um, random acts of powers occurred and random things occurred here and there that really didn't fit yeah. in and i'm all for setting up things for another movie yeah i'm all for that but it didn't really set up anything for the next movie yeah it didn't carry anything much from the previous movie yeah i have no interest where this movie goes yeah. and i think that's the largest indictment yeah that where they leave this movie it leaves you with not wanting to see what happens next yeah I, and that's I, a, I that's, that a, that's interest. yeah that's my my largest indictment of this movie that they didn't set this movie up well like they didn't leave room for us to go anywhere. It felt like the end of a trilogy versus that's like the middle. Before. Yeah. This is more of like an end as opposed to the middle of a trilogy. trilogy right. And so when J.J. Abrams takes over again for the third movie, I'm more curious to see what he's going to do, I, but I'm, I'm, I'm actually, not that I, interested. I'm I'm kind of nervous about because where can you? You can't go anywhere with this movie. And I think it's just going to be J.J. introducing a lot more mysteries back into the film and then we're going to be left with a third movie that feels like a first movie. Yeah, might be paint by numbers. It's, it's right. unfortunate. Yeah. Because, um, again, I like, the, I like the Star Wars universe. I like the mythos. And I was actually interested and excited when Ryan Johnson was going to, when I heard Ryan Johnson was going to direct. He did Looper, and Looper was a good movie. Um, and then 
I think I both have realized that's pretty much the only other thing he's done. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they gave him the keys to the kingdom. Yeah. So all that being said, um, I would say if you like Star Wars, don't watch this movie. <laughs> uh, if you don't like Star Wars, don't watch this movie. Um, but at the same time, if you want to see young actors make a little bit of money, watch the movie. Okay. Yeah. That's about it. I I I. I think we should just leave on that note. All right, good. So I hope you enjoyed this podcast. As usual, comment, respond. uh, Let us know what your thoughts on the movie was. And uh, until next time, this is the Afterwatch. All right, later. Peace. Autobots, transform and roll.